Welcome to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. Welcome back to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. We have an amazing episode today. I'm super excited. Yep. Home field advantage. Yes. This is a big one because you want home field advantage. 100%. (laughs) So it's interesting. Danielle and I were just talking. So I have a soccer team that I coach and the girls practice on regular grass fields. And it's not a great field. There's like potholes and it's, you know... A little dangerous. The schools do what they can do, but they do you know what they can do. But then on the weekends, we play on AstroTurf. Yeah, and it's a totally different game. And so knowing your location, knowing what field type of field you're playing at, what time of climate it's going to be, like this all comes into play when you're playing a game. Absolutely, right? Take for professional sports that are practicing in California and then playing in the ice and snow. It's a totally different game. A hundred percent. And so same thing with real estate. Yeah. You need to know your location when you're purchasing a house, you need to know where you're purchasing it and what the neighborhood is like and everything that comes into play. So we're going to kind of dive into that. Right. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's kind of a little bit shocking to me that when people are looking for a house, they don't fully consider some of those things, right? They know what size house they want. They know how many bedrooms. They know if they want a one-story or two-story. But they don't think about all those little extras, right? Not just the neighborhood that you're you're in, but what are the neighbors like? Those right. kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, what's the weather like? And depending on how the house is facing and how is the traffic if you're commuting to work. So all these little things. And, you know, during the COVID period when it was a little bit of an anomaly and we were so busy and I would show a house and I would say, okay, we can make an offer. We make an offer while we're there showing the house the first 15 minutes. Contracts already written up. It's in the car. Like you got 10 minutes to decide. And you had a very short showing window too, right? People were letting in people for X amount of time, right. and that was kind of it. And then you're expected to remove all your contingencies just to be able to compete. Yeah. So even if you know you want to do an inspection or see the house again, it, it didn't really matter. You had to figure out if you want to buy the house right there and then. Right, which means you may not get to actually experience or see some of the things that could affect you in your daily life. Right, so now in this market, it gives us a little bit more time as a realtor to spend with my buyers in their potential property. So, so for example, I have a clients that were looking at this property and they really loved it and they were considering it and it's a high price point house. And I said, Hey, let's come back tonight or tomorrow night in the evening time, twilight time when the sun's setting, it was a view property. Let's bring some wine. Mm -hmm. You know, we all love a good wine. Sounds good. I mean, (laughs) why was I not invited? I know next time for sure. And let's experience the property at the twilight time, because a lot of times you're showing the houses during open house time. It's two to four, one to four in the afternoon, not really seeing the property in the early morning or in the evening time. But a house could look really different during those times. So now you have more time before you put in an offer in a lot of cases to go and really experience the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's all those things, right? What if the neighbors have dogs that bark every afternoon that you didn't really think about? And you're working from home. And you're working from home. (laughs) Or you have a young baby or something like that that could really affect things. Or, 
you know, whatever, your neighbor leaves a huge strobe light on every night and it <laughs> shines in your window or whatever. These are situations that I've actually like had come up for clients that after they buy a house, they kind of go, oh, shoot, I didn't really, I didn't really think about some of this stuff. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not even getting into like the more technical side of things, which is, you know, doing your investigations with regards to crime rates and stuff like that. I mean, what are you advising your clients on for things like that? So buyers have to sign certain disclosures. And in there, it, one of them is Megan's Law. Yeah. And you can go on the website and see where sex offenders are. That is your your choice as a buyer to do all inspections. It doesn't mean just home and pest and things like that, physical inspection at the property. Right. It also means inspecting the area. Yeah. So go on Megan's website, see if there's sex offenders nearby. You can tell, I mean, I always tell people because people ask me, hey, how safe is this neighborhood? Yeah. You know? And if you're an agent and you know your area, you can give that answer to your clients. But it's really in some regards subjective because what's What's high crime to one person might not be high crime to another person. Right. So you kind of have to be careful. But, you know, take a look around at the other houses. Do they have bars on the windows? How are their cars in the driveway? Yeah. Is it Does that meet your standards? You know, everyone's standards are different. Yeah. How are the homes in the neighborhood kept up? I had one buyer, I remember, who her thing was she wanted a neighborhood that had houses that were all kept up really nice. Right. You know, and just for the way it is, rentals aren't kept up as nice as somebody who owns a property. Yeah. Is the owner. So, you know, you can physically walk around the neighborhood. And if you see somebody yeah. out, this is my thing. If I see a neighbor outside and my clients are considering the house, I'll be like, "Hey, how's the neighborhood? How long have you been here? Do you like it?" Give us some feedback. Let us yeah. know what's going on. It's really amazing if you corner a neighbor how much they are willing to share about things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are all, you know, ways that you can figure out in terms of safety. You could also go to your local precincts, the police office, and find out, you know, crime rates, things right. like that. Go on Nextdoor. Nextdoor is a good resource. That's huge. Certain mother's clubs or different neighborhood clubs. In the know, I know Nevada, we have In the Know. Yeah. Facebook, yeah. social media, look at those pages, ask around, ask people that live in the neighborhood because now you have time to do all this, you right. know? Yeah. I mean, it's such an advantage of this market now is that we have a little bit of that time that we didn't have, you know, in the past, which is huge. Right. Right. I mean, all kinds of little things, right? Like take Petaluma. Where I was just up in Petaluma the other day and they have D Street, right? Mm -hmm. And then on in Halloween, D Street pretty much mm -hmm. shuts down and they have huge, huge Halloween celebrations, well, if you're a family who doesn't love that and doesn't love having, you know, hundreds of kids come to your door on Halloween, like that's something you need to know. Something to consider. Yeah. And that actually kind of goes back to reinforcing why it's so important to hire a realtor yeah. that is a local agent. Local, that's local, been doing local. It, yeah. That knows the area. Yeah. Because those are the things that won't necessarily be disclosed to you unless you have a agent that knows the area. Yeah. And so that brings up a good point, right? Because I see this sometimes where, you know, we get a property that is listed at a certain price point and it's an out of area listing agent. And you can kind of tell that they may not understand the difference between neighborhoods, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. Novato, obviously, and, and most cities have some very defined neighborhoods right. where if you go just even a half a block away around the corner, it is a totally different neighborhood. 
And any real estate agent who doesn't know that local area might be looking at comparable sales from those, you know, streets that are really close by Mm -hmm. and go, oh, well, look, there's a house that sold for the same square footage and this is what it sold for. And they might be using that to help price the property when it's really not a great comparable sale. Absolutely. And it's not only important for buyers when they're purchasing a house to have an agent be like, hey, this is overpriced or this is underpriced for this neighborhood, but also when you go to sell your house too. Yeah. You know, I had a situation earlier in the week where an agent from outside the area called me and said, hey, can you come look at this house that I'm going to be bringing on the market? So I went there. Yeah. His client wanted 1112. And I'm like, hey, this house is worth 950 max. He's like, well, on paper, I'm like, yeah, but you're not taking into account the neighborhood and this, that, and the other that goes on there. And he's like, this is why they should hire a local agent. And he even said this to me. He's not a local agent. And he said this to me, but just reinforces it's doing a disservice to yourself if you're not hiring a local agent in that area. Yeah. And just doing all your due diligence. I mean, even things like school districts can have an effect on the ultimate price of the house or value of the house, right? There are different school districts that have higher appeal Mm -hmm. that, you know, can be right side by side to another. My first house that I bought in Novato, we were in one school district, but the house next door to us was a different school district. Right. Like that was the boundary. Our house was literally the cutoff. (gasps) It was fine for us, but I could see how that would definitely affect people. Like it made a difference as to what school you get to go to. Yeah, taking into account the school district is important. As you mentioned, the safety. Other things is, you know, the weather. Yeah. You know, you go a couple exits up south or north from where we live here in the North Bay and the weather changes drastically. Right. And you may not even know that if you look at just kind of the overall statistical data. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get the the ocean breeze that pulls through in the evening and all of a sudden you have some really cold temperatures come six, seven o'clock at night, right? That makes a big difference. Like for me, I don't prefer that. I, I like it warm. <laughs> and that ocean breeze makes a big difference other whether, whether I'm comfortable or not comfortable. And you, you look at it geographically, it's pretty close together. Right. And somebody like Danielle is going to be probably looking for a house that has AC or one that she can put one in <laughs> That's or huge. a pool. Right. So knowing the climate is really important to you know, to decide what type of house you're going to be purchasing and what amenities it have to suit your needs with the climate. Right. Yeah. Whether you need a pool or whether you don't need a pool, right? A lot of areas might have pools, but you really only get pool weather, you know, a week, maybe two weeks a year. Is it worth it to have that expense of a pool if you're not going to have the weather to justify it. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. Like if you're, you know, playing a game and you mentioned this earlier, you know, you practice in California and the weather's nice and it's warm and you go play in Green Bay, sorry, Green Bay, like the Packers and you're playing in the snow. It's different. It's a different whole mentality. So it's that home field advantage, right? right? Those that are practicing in that snow get an advantage because they're used to it. It doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. So the question is, you know, if you're a buyer and you're looking for a property, Maybe the question is, how do I know what these things are? How do I do more investigation? And I would recommend going to the house multiple times at different times of the day. Yep. Gauging. And, and don't be afraid to stay for a little while. Right. Yeah. Right? Have a glass of wine. Like, it's okay. Hang out for a little bit. It's your future home. You want to make sure right. that you've really like experienced it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you, you know, for example, a lot of people commute because we're in the suburbs here, we're out the outskirts of San Francisco, depending on where you purchase a home is really going to depend on how long it's going to take you to get to San Francisco. And so sitting in the car during traffic hours, go to that house, you know, leave at 7am, see how long it takes you. Right. Because, you know, if you're like in San Anselmo and you have to get through the hub or wherever you're going, sometimes it gets bottlenecked there. I mean, it could take you literally where you can drive with no traffic two minutes. It could take you a half an hour in traffic. Right. Even though it's 20 miles, like Mm -hmm. it looks on a map, like it's no big deal, but you need to experience it live and in the moment as you would if you were living in that property. Yeah. So go drive around the area, drive your commute drive. And as I mentioned earlier, walk the neighborhoods. Yeah. Talk to neighborhoods, talk to neighbors, you know, get a feel for the area. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's crazy that it doesn't really happen as much, but it, it really doesn't. Yeah, so home field advantage. Home field advantage. The real estate play-by-play. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the the game. game.